Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. A bit crook, so I'm not going to go on for too long here. I'm just going to give you a quick review of round one in my draft. So I do this every single week. So if you'd like to keep up to uh, keep up to track with how my draft team's going, I will have it here every single week. Um, where I'm recording, there is a bit of uh, work going on on the building. So if you can hear a little bit of that, I apologize. But uh, is what it is on that front. Uh, look, round one, I thought I would win this game... At the start of the week, I thought I had the better side and the better matchups. As the week went on, I got more and more nervous. On Sunday, I gave myself next to no hope of winning this one. Somehow, managed to pull out of my ass and won by 30 points uh, with a score of 684. So, by Supercoach draft standards, pretty average score. You probably don't deserve to win with that, but... Uh, I mean, when I looked at it over the rest of the comp, uh, it was a pretty low-scoring week, as we all know, in Supercoach. So I think out of the 14 guys, I think I had the eighth um, score, eighth highest score. So it actually wasn't too bad compared to everyone else. We only had one guy that went over 800, and he scored 900. So a pretty impressive knock there, considering the week we had. A lot of guys, I think at the end of Saturday... That we had, I think, seven captains that had played already. I think the average score for them was about 55, which is an absolute fucking disaster when it comes to Supercoach for your captains. We had one guy who I believe he captained Brandon Smith off the top of the dome, uh, got two points, so that brought the average down. I think the average was even lower. Actually, I think you now, I think it might have been like 42. So pretty shit. Um, my game, as I said in the lead-up to it, I sort of said that I thought Ryan Pappenhausen would decide this one and it come down to Pappy and Gutho. Uh, thankfully, Pappy came up with 71 points, which is pretty impressive considering didn't score a try and didn't goal kick. So very happy with Pappy in that performance and what that means to him for the rest of the season. Uh, Clint Gutherson only scored 40 points. So as Codsey's captain, he only scored 80 altogether, which was an absolute godsend, I think. I think at halftime, Gutho essentially needed probably 25 points, uh, which was 50 as captain, to well and truly get him in front, and he just went very quiet. Got a couple of forced dropouts. To be honest with you, 
And this happens in these draft competitions with Supercoach. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. I do think I was pretty lucky in round one. I think they actually left a couple of stats off for Gutho that I think he deserved. Uh, a couple of those tries to Sean Russell, he didn't get the points that I thought he should have got. So uh, I was very lucky to win this one, realistically. It came down to, I think I was up by about 12 points, and we had two players left each. I had Jeremy Marshall King as my hooker from Canterbury. Uh, he had Reese Robson. Only five points separated the two of them. Marshall King, he got a couple of extra attacking stats that I didn't think he deserved. Thankfully, Supercoach did the right thing and they brought him back. So he ended up on 48. Reese Robson got a 43. But it was the Pappenhaus, Pappenhausen captaining that really got me home this week. Very lucky, though. No doubting that. But when I have a look at my side, 684, which was very disappointing. But when I had a look across the board, uh, a lot of disappointing rounds for a lot of people. Just going through my scores, I mean, 684. I only had one try scored the entire weekend. Normally you get, you know, probably three to six or so over a whole weekend. To only have one scored, and it was the first game of the weekend, Isaac Tago scoring the first try of the NRL season. Didn't score another one. Considering that, uh, I will take 684 realistically. Uh, Isaac Tago, who scored 71 for me with a try there. A lot of the ball for the Panthers went down the right edge, but the Panthers were just so good on the left edge that you know Tago is going to score points. He made 29 tackles as well. Uh, based on game one, all the hype I build him up to be, I think it's going to pay dividends for me. So very excited about Tago. I think on a bad weekend, you'll see him score 40 points. I think he's a guy that he'll probably turn up a couple of times this year. I think there will be games where he will have a try or two and probably have a hand in another one on that left edge with Brian Toto outside him, Viliami Kiko inside him with Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary as well. So Tago, very, very excited about him. I think I took him round seven or round eight in my draft comp in a 14-man comp, which a lot of people said was too early. Um, for me, it might turn out to be too late. Very happy with the value on Tago. Olaquatu, he played, thank God. I would have been in serious trouble without him. Scored 51 without any real attacking stats. I was happy with that. Matty Tomoko was very happy with his performance as well. A heap of tackle breaks, a heap of tackles. Uh, ended on 64 supercoach points, so I'll take that one. Obviously had a try assist and a line break assist at the very end. Uh, so that was, what was that, 20 points, line break assist, tackle, yeah, offload. So that was worth about 25 points. So uh, if you take them out, he was on 45 anyway, Matty Tomoko, without any attacking stats. So very, very happy with that. Brad Schneider, he scored 45. I think he made 30 tackles, kicked a couple of goals. So very happy with that. We're hearing that he will not play this weekend, which is a kick in the dick for me. Really like his matchup. Uh, but Brad Schneider, 45 there. If he can do that for the rest of the season, he's my halfback that I picked up off the waiver. I'll be stoked with that. I also think he's got a heap more attacking upside than what we've seen so far. Britton Nakora was probably my most disappointing one of the weekend. 36 points there. I thought he'd be a 50 guy. Bit of a weird game, bit scrappy that one. So I'm going to give Nakora a couple more weeks. Not there's many options for me to move away from Nakora anyway, but I'm not giving up my hope on him. I'm going to give him another month or so, see how he travels. Ilias, 28 points in a game where South Sydney didn't even look themselves in a game where South Sydney scored six points as a grand total. Uh, I will take Ilias' 28 there. Not great, don't get me wrong, uh, but I think that'll sort of be his floor. If we're going to see him more of a flaw, I think we'll see it over the next three weeks. They've got a really tough draw, but I think Ilias, by the end of the season, I think he'll be averaging well. So I'm confident to stick with him. Katoni Stag's got 23. Uh, if his hands wouldn't have let him down on about six of occasions, this could have been a 100-point game for him. So Katoni, a poor performance, 23, a lot of errors, a lot of mistakes, a lot of half opportunities that he didn't turn into full opportunities. But... He has got the upside, and I'm willing to wait for Katoni. I think he's in for a good one this weekend. Jacob Saifidi, another disappointing one. Only 39 points with Daniel Saifidi missing. 
I thought Saeed could even be a 60-point guy. And this got 39. Very disappointing. Front row forwards, obviously, uh, not a heap to read into them. I hope that they get 45 to 50. Uh, if they're getting below that, it is a bit of a worry. So we'll give Saeed a few more weeks. Uh, and then we might have to make a move there. Tupanua got 36. Uh, didn't score a try. The Roosters did not look good. This is the reality of Satili Tupanua. If he doesn't score tries, he will be on 36. I know I'm going to wear this sort of stuff. But him moving to the left edge was a serious worry. That was a real kick in the dick for me. So not stoked about that at all. You and Aiken, I took him round two. Got a lot of pushback for it. Uh, you didn't even notice him on the field the other day. And he scored 58 points with no attacking stats. Warriors still looking a little bit out of sync. So... If I can get 50-plus out of Aitken in the CTWs every week, we know by the end of the season when the Warriors do try and find some, start to find some form with Reese Walsh, with Nick Arima, with Sean Johnson, he will score more tries. So happy with Aitken. Blake Laurie, 43, exactly what I wanted out of him. That's completely fine. Pappy, 71, no goal kicking, no tries. Stoked with that, that's good. And Marshall King, 48. Take out the attacking stats that he got. You're probably looking at about 40 points, but he played really big minutes. He looked really good. So I'm going to hold on to Marshall King for a little bit longer. If he does go to shit, I happily move him on. I play without a hooker. Guys on my bench, Drinkwater didn't play. Naguama didn't play. Jake Avrillo got a 25 in a pretty dour game. Got very close to scoring a try, which would have seen him go to 55-odd. Uh, it is what it is with Avrillo. I'll have to play him this week with Schneider out. See how he goes there. Uh, Cooler, he was on the bench for me. Got four points. Could have been an AE nightmare. Thankfully, my VC didn't do enough to take him because that would have made it a really hard decision. But even though Cooler's going to mess up my AE, I think he's worth holding on to for a few more weeks, especially with the way Manly are going. You could see him in that team uh, sooner rather than later. So pretty happy with the performance for Cozzy. Ruben Garrick was disappointing for him, 31. I was always pretty confident Ruben Garrick was going to be disappointing against the Panthers. I know Cozzy was pretty high on him in that game. I just couldn't see it happening. Turned out to be right there, thankfully. Ty Wilton scored a try for him with 85 points there. That was a big get for him. Had a couple of guys disappointed. Uh, Adam Elliott, Jesse Ramey, and Sione Katoa all going under 35-odd. Josh Mansell came up with... Probably the worst performance, 67, I think I've ever seen. That was a really hard one to watch. He also had Jake Clifford, who brained it with 68 Supercoach points, scoring a couple tries. So there were a few guys that scored tries for Cozzy. So for me to be able to get the win there, uh, pretty stoked with that one. All came down to captaincy calls, which a lot of these do. But when your captain only scores 40, uh, you make life very hard for yourself there. So... Did I deserve to win? Probably not, to be completely honest with you. But we've got the W there. We move on. As I said, the first three weeks, I don't overly care about results. If I'm 0-3, it doesn't really panic me in the slightest. I'll be okay. It's just about working out your side. So to pick up a win there, uh, that was a big one for me to get. So the waiver wire this weekend, I'll have to... Or tonight, sorry. I'll have to look into what my moves are going to be. But I don't really see myself making too many changes. I'm going to hold on to drink water a little bit longer. I'm going to hold on to Naguama as well, and Cooler I'm going to hold as well. So Brad Schneider, I'm not going to let him go. So whether I make a waiver move or not, I'm not sure. I'll have to have a look and see what's available there. But more than likely, I just run into this weekend with the same team. When I look at this weekend's games, I don't mind it for my side, realistically. It could be better. There's no doubt in that. But I look at the Melbourne Storm taking on the Rabbitohs uh, Thursday night. I'll probably VC... Ryan Pappenhausen, that one. It's Craig Bellamy's 500th game. Munster, Harry Grant returns. So they'll be up for that one, Melbourne. I'm hearing that Nick Meaney will be out of the side. If that is true, Pappy will goal kick. 
So I'll be all over Pappy as a VC in that one. A little bit worried about South Sydney and the bounce back factor, but Melbourne in Melbourne. Bellamy's 500. They love milestone games. I just think they'll be up for this one. Uh, outside of that, I have got Isaac Tago taking on the Dragons. I really like that matchup there. I have got... Who are my other good matchups? I've got Ewan Aitken against the Gold Coast Titans. I like that matchup for him. I've also got Matty Tomoko against the Cowboys, who I like that matchup for him as well. And then, of course, Katoni Staggs against the Bulldogs. So I'm willing to bet this week I'll probably score two or three tries. I think I'll get a few more guys that will cross the stripe. Hopefully, Pappy can go big for me early, and I can hopefully take his VC. The only thing that will be hard is that... I've obviously got Cooler on my bench at the moment who's only scoring four, you know, five points or so. Pending team list, if he's named in the starting side, that'll change everything. I don't think he will be this early, though. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. As much as I hope Puppy does well, uh, it's going to be a hard decision for me with a VC. If he does go well, or if he doesn't go well enough to take Cooler's VC, I'm probably going to be looking at Katoni Staggs against the Canterbury Bulldogs or... Maybe you and Aitken against the Gold Coast. Will depend how that game, how my game's playing out, how many points I need. The bloke that I'm playing this weekend is Phil. He is the defending champion, the back-to-back defending champion. So this will be a really good clash for me. Another one that if I lose, so be it. Would like to win it, no doubt about it. But if I lose, I'm sort of happy to wear this one early in the season. Just going to get his side up and talk about the guys that do worry me from memory. He lost his game last week because he didn't have his starting hooker, Harry Grant. So he returns against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You would have to assume he plays 80 minutes in this one. So Harry Grant, he's going to be the big worry for me against the Rabbitohs. But I have got Pappy. So hopefully for every time Grant does well, you'll see Pappy be involved or kick a goal. Uh, Josh Papali, he did really well last week. 58 against the Cowboys. I think he's in for a decent game. Takiaho, Farmasuli. Jake Trevojevic, Jack DeBella, none of these guys overly worry me this weekend. Sean Lane is always a worry. He can go huge on any given day. He's got Wade Graham there, who won't be playing, so that's a good little win for me. He's also got Sam Walker. He's obviously the big wild card in this team, Sammy Walker. Going up against the Manly Seagulls, this one will be interesting. Just trying to remember, is that game from Brookvale or are they at the SCG again? If it's at Brookvale, I feel a lot more confident about that one. I still think Walker could do well, but if it's at the SCG, which it is, fuck me, not ideal. Manly, their defense was pretty bang average last week. So now it's at the SCG. I'm a little bit worried about that clash there. He's probably the guy that that, that decides this weekend, realistically, him and Harry Grant. As far as the rest of his side goes, uh, Connor Tracy, he's not playing. He has got Mulatalo, who was pretty quiet last week. Jason Saab, who was pretty quiet last week, not expecting much out of him against Sydney Roosters. Wonga Blake, who scored pretty well last week, scored a try, though, got 52. Brad Parker, also pretty quiet. He also welcomes back Reese Walsh. Now, Sean Johnson being out and a couple of other guys uh, probably helps the cause there with Reese Walsh as far as I go. But yeah, a game that I think I probably should win. I think Pappy uh, could go big. I also think Tony Stakes could be anything. So... When it comes down to our matchups, I probably think I've got the W as far as matchups go this weekend against Phil. But 
Sam Walker, Harry Grant, these are two guys that can go 100-plus on any given day. Uh, I think this will be one that I should win. I'd back myself in to win it. But as we know, a super coach, absolutely anything can happen. As I said, if I lose this one, so be it. I can deal with that. It is early in the season. It's okay. But if we were to start the season 2-0, and before we even really sort our team out and before we hit any form and really score that many tries, uh, I'll be pretty stoked with that one to start the first few weeks of this Supercoach draft season. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.